What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is Super Nerd Pals, episode 95. Woo! Also known as the Super Nerd Awards, part 2. Pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Um, if you remember, last week we started the awards show. We went through four categories. This week we have four new ones for you. I will read them really quickly, and we will get right into it. But first, I'm Stan. I'm Andy. Chris is not here. We'll be reading his list as we go through these categories. And I'll read them right now. So we got Best New Character. That's a new character that premiered in 2016. Games We Slept On, which is essentially us shouting out the games that we really wanted to play this year, but we didn't get a chance to get around to. Best Old Game. And that is a game that released before 2016 that affected us in an impactful way this year that we played and enjoyed a lot. Hot Mess. That's like all the shit that happened. And we're going to call them all out. And then finally, Game of the Year. We're going to talk through our top ten games and see what we have, if anything, in common. Yeah. All right. You want to start? Yeah. So... What do we start with? Best uh, New best. Character. All right. So I will read Chris's runner-up and his pick for Best New Character. His honorable mention is the entire cast of Overwatch. <laughs> I I tend to agree. That is a big honorable mention. Yeah, it's a lot of characters. 26 plus. Part of me, like, when I was thinking about this category, I was like, is the entire list just going to be Overwatch characters? <laughs> but, yeah, definitely. Overwatch is great. Um, His number one is Chira Imwe, played by Donnie Yen in Star Wars Rogue One. I'm one with the Force, and the Force is with me. So, my character, best new character, is Guzma. The uh, leader of Team Skull in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Hmm. Hmm. He's very interesting. He doesn't do things for reasons that other villains have done things before. Mm. He shares this connection with uh, Professor Kukui, which is really nice. Has a little love interest, which is also really different to Pokemon. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's overall just fucking cool. Some honorable mentions for me. Uh, the reintroduction to Frank West. Mm-hmm. Because it kind of, like, changes character up a little bit. Yeah. He is now, like, a school professor, and he teaches photography class. It's from Dead Rising 4, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Will Smith is Deadshot. Oh, yeah. His Deadshot's really good. Yeah. That's a good pick. He played a really good Deadshot. Arguably one of my favorite characters in the movie. Yeah. And uh, K2SO. K2SO from Star Wars Rogue One. Nice. Um, my pick is Chirrut also, just like Chris. Um, I really like his character the most. And I think it's because he's Force-sensitive. He's blind. I like that blind samurai motif, and he like beats the fuck up out of everybody with that big stick of his. And he blew up a TIE fighter with it. He's also not a Jedi. He's also not a Jedi, but you know what? If you put a lightsaber in his hands, he'd probably be my favorite Jedi. Or one of them, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have that many runners-up. I would probably say Jyn Erso from Rogue One. I like her character a lot. Um, also, most of the cast of Overwatch. I don't like Winston all that much. I think he's like <laughs> a piece of shit, but... <laughs> he's dumb. He's real dumb, that monkey man. Yeah, honestly. I like Jonathan Kent a lot, um, Superman's son. Yeah. Um, I think they did They did him really well. I wasn't sure about him replacing um, Superboy. Superboy. Uh, but I think it really works. And I really like I really like their dynamic as father and son. 
Like and you know what? This won't give us a TV series of Superman being a horrible fucking father. Oh yeah, this totally rewrites fucking Young Justice's whole thing of Superman being like the worst dad on the planet. Arguably worse than Goku. So yeah, Chiru Imui and Guzma. Guzma from Pokemon Sun and Moon are our tops. With Frank West, K2SO, Will Smith's Deadshot, and Jonathan Kent as runners-up. I guess we can cut this out. But you don't think uh, Jared Leto's Joker deserves to be on this list of best of character? No. Oh, I agree. He's fucking terrible. He's garbage. He, he belongs in the hot mess. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm a, yeah, I'm gonna say I'm put that I'm putting that in my pocket. I'm gonna hold on to it for for a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I like Margot Rob, Robbie's Harley Quinn though. Yeah, her Harley Quinn is nice. I like that she actually did fucking research, read the comics, and then that and inspired she's... her to do her own Harley Quinn movie. Yeah, and he, because of her, arguably, you can say we're going to get Gotham City Sirens out of it, which is uh, going to yeah. be fucking awesome, so thank you. It's, it's funny how I like a lot of the, the people and the things going on around Suicide Squad, but overall as a movie, I'm like, eh. <laughs> That's for you, Ryan. Moving on. Games we slept on. So, uh, I wasn't sure if this was a games we slept on in 2016 or Just, games we slept on, period. So I made a games we slept well, I slept on, period. Alright. Titanfall 2. Mm. Great fucking game. I don't know, man. I played through all the campaign, I played some of the multiplayer. Great fucking game. My other one was Digimon Cyber Sleuth. Now, I have played this game... I played it about halfway, and then I just kind of fell off. But, like, I regret it. I regret not not picking this game up and uh, playing through the rest of it sooner. Yeah, I actually also want to play... Th- I, I don't really like Digimon that much, but I kind of like some of the games, Yeah, actually. And Cyber Sleuth is one of those games that I kind of want to try one day. And my last one is Resident Evil 4. Mm, because you didn't finish it? I've never finished this game. Well, I mean, it technically counts because it just re-released for the PS4. Um, I'm currently doing a Let's Play on my YouTube channel, and I stopped doing that about a month ago, but mm. I fully intend on picking that back up. Uh, Chris's, he put The Last Guardian. Pretty good. I finished it. Uh, Let It Die? Eh. I played some of it. It's free to play on the PS4. Made by Suda51. It's very weird. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Um, your parent. It's kind of like Dark Souls a little bit. Uh, you're a recently dead uh, person trying to get out of hell. I think. I don't know. You you come out. You come in on a train completely naked, and there's a there's a skeleton man there called Uncle Death, and he rides <laughs> he rides a skateboard, and he's got a pair of glasses that have like swirls in them, and and he calls himself Uncle Death. And he, he gives you, like, the tutorial and stuff. I like the idea of Uncle Death. Yeah, me too. He's actually, you know what, I'm going to add him on to the best new character list because Uncle Death is really actually pretty awesome. And I forgot about him until just now. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let Die is, is free to play. I, I did play it for a couple hours. I I deleted it from my hard drive because it, it was eventually getting to me the like whole, like, oh, bye whatever to like get better at the game kind of bullshit but i think it's worth like a couple hours to try it out if you're one of those people who plays a game and is kind of like oh i i want to try this game out but i don't want it to like flag a a trophy on my system so it's forever there with like one percent like because i'm kind of that guy 
I played for a few hours and unlocked one trophy. So when I was done, I deleted the game and deleted it off my trophy list. So don't worry about it. You can try it. I give you permission. Uh, it's definitely worth. It's definitely worth a look. I think. Um, the other one he's got on here is Super Hot, which I also really want to play. Um, Super Hot's like this first-person shooter, but time only moves when you move. So you can see, like, bullets in midair and shit. You just stop, and they'll stop. And so you can kind of, like, parse out where you need to move to dodge the bullets and, like, do, like, crazy, like, Matrix shit. That sounds insane. Yeah, it it looks really cool. I want to get around to it. Um, Probably going to put that on my slept-on list also. Um, For me, it's The Witness, um, the puzzle game by Jonathan Blow, who made Braid. It looked really cool. Came out last January. Never got around to playing it. Um, recently picked it up during the holiday sale, so eventually I'm going to start playing it, but I didn't get to it in time to talk about it on the show. Uh, Watch Dogs 2 is another game that I got right before the holidays that I played an hour of, and I really, really fucking liked what I played, and I really can't wait to play more, but just didn't have the time to play any more of it. So it's sitting on my shelf, but that's pretty much it. I feel like, in, for the most part this year, I was really good about getting to the games that I wanted to get to. Yeah. And I was really... And a lot of that is being able to graduate from college, <laughs> and having that much more time to, to like have stuff you know, to do. I actually have one more for my slept on list. Dragon Ball Fusions. Yeah, what the fuck, man? What happened with that? I don't know. Do you have the game? No. Come on. Come on. I, I fell off of that game completely because it, it wound up coming out too close to Pokemon. Mm. And I bought like four copies of Pokemon, so. Why? There's only two. There's only two of them. Why well, you? sun and moon for me. Uh, moon for my girlfriend, and then sun for a friend. Oh. I bought them both at the same time. I bought Fusions like a couple days before, actually, yeah. Pokemon. And I started I started them both at the same time, but Dragon Ball Fusions like gripped me in a way that Pokemon just wasn't. So I decided to finish Dragon Ball and then get into Pokemon. And I'm really liking Pokemon right now. I'm like more than halfway through Pokemon, and I like it a lot. But like, I couldn't fucking put down Fusions. I could not fucking put that game down. Sometimes need to play it. I mean, see that that was the other problem. I knew I was gonna have that effect, but in reverse. That you weren't gonna touch fusions. Yeah. Now though, you could do it. Yeah. You should do it. It's a fucking great game. Really good. I'm gonna do it. Really good. You can have you can have Krillin and Kid Goku fuse into Gorillin, (laughs) and they're fucking awesome together. They're a great team. You can fuse um, Goten and Trunks. EX fusion. So it's Gotenks, but it's EX Gotenks. And you know how Gotenks has black hair and then purple on the sides? For EX, it's reversed, so he's got purple in the middle and black on the sides. It's fucking crazy. It's great. Love that game. They have um, standard fusions in that game, but also the EX fusions are a little different. So you can get um, Vegito, Gogeta, and then EX Gogeta, and they're all different. That's crazy. So you can have you have like an for certain characters you have an additional third so like, like a third fusion a third fusion you haven't seen yet. That's so really it's super cool. cool. Yeah, and Ex Gogeta looks like a total badass. It's great because it's like um, Saiyan Saga Vegeta and Base Goku, and so you get to see the Saiyan armor get incorporated oh, into the fusion. Cool. It's fucking tight. Oh, I need this game. Yeah, and you really do. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So those are the games we slept on. Um, the Witness, Dragon Ball Fusion, Super Hot, Last Guardian, Watch Dogs 2. Titanfall 2, Digimon Cyber Sleuth, Resident Evil 4. Let it die. The list goes on and on. 
You could play games forever and still have shit you slept on. That's how it works. See, games you slept on is not a list that is competitive. It is just... It's just... Oh, shit. I need to add that, too. I forgot to play that. I forgot to play that. I forgot to play that. Yeah. Um, So, best old game, like I mentioned before. Game that came out before 2016 that had a positive impact on you in 2016. Let me read Chris's pick. Saturday Morning RPG. For me, uh, the main one is Pokemon Blue. To come back to that game and uh, attempt to collect the original 151. Fucking awesome. Love that game. Brought back so many childhood memories and so many things I forgot about that game. That like when I played it was still kind of new to me. Figuring out that I can get a fucking Kangaskhan that knows any goddamn move in the game. Or can learn any goddamn move in the game through through a Masingo hack some of my honorable mentions banjo kazooie original metroid and final fantasy 10 um for me i have a really big one it's earthbound um i finally beat earthbound this year after wanting to do it for so long i finally just like buckled up and did it what really helped me doing that is it finally coming to the 3ds and being able to download to my 3ds and play it on the go in addition because I've attempted to play through Earthbound a lot, but it's usually um, a Wii U virtual or Wii virtual console game. You know, like something that I have to sit in my house and play. And with new games constantly coming out and getting my attention, it's really hard to dedicate time to like an old game. Even something that I, I like a lot, like Earthbound. And I played Earthbound for like several hours in countless times you know and and i've read about it and i've seen the ending on youtube and i've like seen like those like fucking game theory videos about it and shit like anything you can imagine like i consumed earthbound shit you know um i bought the big legends of localization book all about the coming of um, mother to america to become earthbound that whole nonsense but this year i finally beat it I, and I knew how the story went. I've seen it happen. I've seen the ending. But it was super special playing it myself. And it, it, I was way into it more than just watching it, you know, and building up my characters, naming them after, you know, you and Kirsty, and, yeah. and, like, having, like, everybody on my team and, and figuring out how to do stuff on my own and, like, grind, doing the grinding stuff and... Having the um, the virtual console save state stuff helped a lot to making the quality of life of playing that game a lot better. <laughs> and yeah, like I got through it. I loved it. So happy I got to finally cross that off my list. Um, I'm going to give a, a quick runner up to Chrono Trigger. That's also a game that I finally finished this year that I wanted to get around to. For... Chrono Trigger is fucking awesome. Yeah, I like finally... F- I did that on the Vita. So I finished Earthbound on 3DS, finished Chrono Trigger on the Vita. Um, the so load- you just bring these fucking huge SRPGs onto to fucking, like, handheld systems. Yeah, that's how I managed to finally finish them. And um, I like Chrono Trigger a lot. I love the, the time travel stuff. The fact that it has, like, fucking 13-some-odd endings. Yeah, but it didn't it didn't grab me as much as Earthbound did. And I, I, it just, I think that's because, like, Earthbound... I mean, Earthbound meant so much more to you. Yeah, like, I've, I've been fascinated with Earthbound ever since Super Smash Bros. 64. And, yeah. like, I didn't really know anything about Chrono Trigger until, like, much later. So, yeah. It's always been, like, Earthbound's always been, like, that mysterious game that I never, like, got around to having in my hands when I was a kid. When I had the Super Nintendo. And so, yada, yada, yada. Here we are. Uh, Chrono Trigger runner-up. 
awesome game. Not my favorite. Little little aged. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that it's the PS1 version, which is probably the worst version. Yeah. But it's, it's the one that I owned, so that was one that I played. Maybe one day I'll play the Nintendo the, the DS version, which I hear is like the best version. That is the best old game award. Yeah. Earthbound. Pokemon Blue. Saturday Night RPG. I also played Pokemon Yellow. That was great. I haven't gotten around to playing Yellow yet. Yeah, I, I didn't beat Yellow. I got all, I got pretty far into it. I, I did the Mew glitch, and I felt super proud of myself for doing it, because it, it felt like... It felt really special being able to catch Mew in-game, rather than using a Game Shark, because that's how I always got him Yeah. in the past, was using the Game Shark. But being able to catch Mew in the game was like a childhood dream come Even true. though it's a glitch, but... It's a glitch, it. but like... I, in my mind, it's like, oh, I just fucking happened to come in across my, Mew. In my opinion, that was a glitch they very well knew. Because it's in blue and red. They, and they I believe it's in, in green. They just left So it. they just left it. I'm okay with it. I'm fine. In my it. mind, it's not a glitch. I just happened to randomly come across Mew. In my mind, you caught Mew. Yep. All right. All right. Moving right along. Hot mess. Fuck all this shit. That's right. the subtitle of hot mess. <laughs> Fuck all this shit. What do you want to nominate for Hot Mess? Resident Evil 6, you're a hot mess. Oh my god, that game is fucking... Ugh. Ugh! You got one? You got a few? I got a few, yeah. So let's, let's just you go back go and forth here. Round Robin? Fucking Deadpool in the comic books. Oh Deadpool my god. Deadpool in the comic books. Because Marvel decides every other month they need to launch a new Deadpool mini or a new Deadpool ongoing. Why? You want to go through this real quick? Deadpool Spider-Man. Deadpool Hawkeye. Deadpool Punisher. Uh, Deadpool the Duck. Deadpool Back in Black. Uh, Deadpool mercs for money. Gwenpool. Fucking Gwenpool. Derivative. Both Gwen Stacy and Deadpool. Just regular ass Deadpool ongoing. What the fuck? I don't need that much Deadpool. <laughs> and they keep announcing new ones. Like, they just announced the Punisher one. They just... They, uh, fucking Deadpool versus Thanos. Deadpool versus fucking Carnage. Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe. Enough. Enough. You got it. He's dead. He's pool. Deadpool. Done. I tell you what. You just do... Just do Deadpool. God. <sighs> Alright, I'm going to see what Chris made for his fucking... Hollywood whitewashing. Especially the upcoming Hollywood-produced live-action anime movies for Death Note. Uh, the Ancient One, Doctor Strange. Scar Joke as Kusanagi for Ghost in the Shell. And the news about Hollywood's Naruto. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, like that's a problem. And we need more diversity in Hollywood. No Man's Sky. Yeah. Yeah, that was a real big mess. Just uh, just all of it. <laughs> just all of it. It was like nothing. I was so hyped for this game. Why are you such a mess? It was not as advertised, honestly. It, it, it turned out to be like an indie survival game. And there's all this hype about it. And like they hyped it up as like almost being like a Sony first party thing. It was like the one of the biggest titles at like the E3 for like a couple of years, I feel yeah. like. And and then, like, once the game came out, people were pissed. Like, whatever. <laughs> people were pissed when it came out. Um, I played through it. I put, like, a couple dozen hours in it. I wrote a review on my website. I thought it was a good game. I did like the amount of time that I spent with it. But I was super disappointed. And as soon as I... I was super disappointed in the ending. Because, basically, there was no ending. And they kind of... the. The biggest disappointment for me was that they hyped up the mystery of, like, what is at the center of the universe. And that was my driving force 
for actually getting this game because I I wanted to see the the planet to space shit. I wanted to see like the weird alien stuff and whatnot. And I think it has a cool aesthetic. This nice like seventy sci-fi kind of thing. And I really wanted to find out what the hell was at the center of the universe. And then they do this thing where they have like this weird ancient um, space station stuff that you can visit. But to do that, you have to go away from the center of the universe. And they kept doing that because I was interested in that mystery also. But then I found out that that mystery went fucking nowhere. So then I started going towards the center of the universe like, fuck this. And then I found out the center of the universe just sends you to another universe and makes you start all over. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done. This was a a great 20-some-odd hours. I'm out. Can't do that no more. Yeah. And just, and honestly, felt like Minecraft with spaceships. Yeah. And I know that's not exactly what it is, but it might as well be. That's the logistics of it. Hot mess. Hot, hot mess. Um, Street Fighter V. Street Fighter Five <laughs> is a terrible hot mess. Street Fighter Five, holy shit! Street Fighter Five. You had such high hopes for this oh, game. Oh man, I was so so ready for Street Fighter Five because they brought back Rainbow Mika, who's like my favorite character from the Alpha games. And yeah, I don't know. I was like super into Street Fighter Five, and I I pre-ordered it on the PS4. Big mistake, because now it's stuck on my my system forever. On my account, it's tied to my PlayStation account for fucking time immemorial. I wish I just bought the the, the fucking hard copy so I could have just fucking trade it in or something. Because <laughs> I would have. On the bright side, you get all that free update DLC shit that was already out. Is it out? Oh, it came it. out. The thing is, is that they they said that there was gonna be a lot of stuff that didn't make it to the final game, and when you played that game day one, there was so much shit missing from the main menu that just made no sense. There was no arcade mode. Um, they had like some like prologue story thing that was like three fights that you couldn't even do anything with really, and was super easy and no challenge at all and then you had alternative to that was like survival mode which was like absurdly hard for no reason and not fun at all to play and that was the only way you can unlock um, colors for your character and really those were the only two options you had for playing single player and I know that it's Street Fighter and it's like kind of designed for playing online and playing against other people but you know what a lot of people spent a lot of time playing these games by themselves first you know like playing arcade mode going through the story and i'm one of those people who who likes to play competitive online fighting games but i'm not very good at it so i never get really that much that far into it but i really love like the goofy story in, in street fighter and then fucking arcade mode i i love that for all fighting games like mortal Kombat and justice and shit but there was no story mode. They were like, we're going to put it in later. It's going to be great. It's going to be like Mortal Kombat story mode, which Mortal Kombat 9 was yeah. fucking incredible. Didn't get a chance to play X yet, which I'm going to get around to soon. But um, they were like, we're going to do that. And it came eventually, like fucking several months later. Like the game came out in February. The story mode didn't come out until like summer, right? And I... I reinstalled Street Fighter to play the story mode, and it was like unplayable because it was so. It was like loading screen, cutscene, loading screen, one fight, loading screen, cutscene, 
loading screen, one fight, loading screen, cutscene, over and over again. And it was just like, if you want to be like Mortal Kombat storyline, Mortal Kombat does a cutscene, transitions seamlessly into Into a fight, fight, and then seamlessly back out. And there's, like, not that much loading. Same thing with the Injustice game. You know? Cutscene, cutscene. In- super engaging cutscene shit. Fight. Like, suddenly. Like, oh, shit, I gotta grab my controller, because here it goes. The fucking camera, like, spun around. Now it's, like, 2D. <laughs> gotta fight. Right? Street Fighter, like, fucked it up. Badly. You know? And it, was, it felt like an afterthought. And the, the offline fighting. Right? You can't even do versus computer. It has to be versus somebody else. That's really stupid. And sure, there's a fucking training mode, but all fucking fighting games should have training modes. That's not a fucking bonus. <laughs> and there's just parts of the main menu that you couldn't access. Like, you want to go to shop? Day one? Week one? Month one? Psych? Couldn't fucking do it. And then if the servers went offline, which they did a whole lot in the beginning of that game, when it came out, you couldn't fucking do anything. You couldn't do anything. There's nothing to do. The game was fucking dead in the water. And I guess now, after Season 1 came out and they put out Akuma and all that shit, it's probably playable. But at that point, it just it left such a bad taste in my mouth that I just refused to go back to it. Such a hot mess. Such a hot mess. And you know what? The, the worst part is, is that the characters are great because it's fucking Street Fighter. And when you're actually in a match, it's a lot of fun to play. And so it sucks that, that the actual good part is surrounded by so much garbage that I don't even want to get to it, you know? Well, on the bright side of that, maybe you got uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite to look forward to. I hope Capcom better fucking fix their shit. I hope they learn their lesson. Uh, Alright. Chris's <sighs> weird censorship in anime and games localization. Fire Emblem. Don't know what the problem is with Fire Emblem, but okay. Uh, Crunchyroll. Example, JoJo. And Dragon Ball Fusions. I know what he's talking about with JoJo and, and Fusions. Fusions doesn't bother me a lot because the, it, it was kind of a silly change. Um, all the the language and stuff is still there. They just replaced the swords and stuff with like wooden swords instead of like regular like blades and stuff. They just replaced it with like wooden wooden variants for some reason. Mm. But like that doesn't bother me because the the way I rationalize it is that it's meant to be like. A friendly tournament and so like why would you like take out a sword and start cutting someone in the face during like a friendly <laughs> tournament fight i guess yeah so it doesn't bother me that much jojo like and the other stuff in Crunchyroll, i get and it's actually really bothersome but it's not so much that it takes away from the actual episode like um the main character of stardust crusaders is his name is jotaro right and he's like a teenager but he smokes he doesn't look like a fucking teenager. Nobody looks like teenagers. They're like these big buff burly men who are like larger than I am, right? <laughs> and he like smokes, and every time he smokes, they like put a black like circle around his face or some shit. Like they they completely cover his face in shadow, like deliberately on Crunchyroll to like cover his face so you don't That's see that he's smoking. But you can see the cigarette. You can see the fucking smoke coming off the cigarette. So like you know he's smoking, and they'll probably mention that he's smoking in the dialogue, but they just don't want they don't want you to see it. That's weird. And there's other stuff like violence and stuff. It's something like just really gory. Like if somebody like splits in half, they'll like put like a black bar over it or something like that. Which sucks. And if you watch the the first two arcs of JoJo, not really that much at all censorship. Like I've seen some really grotesque shit in like Phantom Blood. But for some reason Stardust and On, they decided to put all this weird arbitrary censorship on stuff. Well, it's weird because like 
stuff like One Piece, they like changed his cigarette to a lollipop. So instead of him smoking, he's always eating lollipops. Mm. Which is fucking random as hell, but yeah. Censorship can be uh, problematic. Yeah. Got anything else for the list? I got one more thing. It's a big one. Mm. Konami. Konami every year, I guess. Right? <laughs> you're, they, the, you're the biggest hot mess. They, they were last year, also. Hot Get mess. your shit together. Just Metal Gear Survive is like the biggest reason I think they belong on this list. Because what the fuck is that game? No one gives a fuck about that game. Why are you even trying at this point? Just don't. And it hurts because I know I'm never going to get a good Suikoden game again or Castlevania anymore. It's like done. No. But you know what? On the good on on the good end of that, we're at least going to get Bloodstained. I guess. From, from Mikaragi. Anyway. Um, Chris has two. I don't have any more. Chris has two on this, but I'm going to lump them together. And I'll tell you why real quick. Uh, he says, too many pop culture icons and heroes leaving us this year and the rise of Immortan Trump. I'm just going to put that down as 2016. <laughs> Fuck 2016. You were a hot ass mess. We lost too many good people. Carrie Fisher, uh, David Bowie, Prince. list goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Debbie Reynolds. Uh, George rest- Michaels. Yeah, George Michael. Rest in peace, all homies in heaven. <laughs> Pour one out. 2016 was a hot mess. All right. We are, we are down to the to the clown. Down to the clown. I like that. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but I like it. Game of the year. This is it. Game of the year. So this is how, this is how we're going to do it. I'm going to look at your list. I'm going to look at my list. I'm going to look at Chris's list. I'm going to try and see... What kind of overlap we got here? You got, um, open up a, a Google Doc or some shit. Bear with us, everyone listening, because I don't know if we're going to have time to edit this shit. <laughs> Real talk. So what, so what we're going to do is you open up a Google Doc or whatever, and I'm going to read... Oh, wait, fuck, we're going to have to edit this, because then they're going to hear the... The typing? Oh. No, that's fine. You, everyone listening, you're going to hear some typing, because we're going to like collate these lists here. I'm going to read everything we have in common right now. Final Fantasy 15. Alright, Final Fantasy 15, you're going. Alright. Uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. I'm abbreviating all of these shits. Doom. Doom. Pokemon Sun and Moon. Overwatch. And I think that leaves us with things that we don't have in common now. Do you have common ground with Crystal? Do I have com- Uh, Dragon Ball Fusions. Oh. Uh. Okay. Uh, I think that's all we have in common now. Okay. All right. So then you can add the things that we don't have in common now. That would be Mighty Number no. Nine. That's Annie's pick. Naruto, Storm Four, Titanfall Two, Uncharted Four, Ratchet and Clank, Hitman, Last Guardian, Fire Emblem Fates. Okay. Um, I have Firewatch. Chris has Space Hulk Deathwing. Um, then he's got. VA11 H Hall dash A So like Valhalla Cyberpunk Bartender Action That's what it says Reading off his list I'm gonna be honest This looks like a visual novel But it looks like an amazing visual novel I, will, I, I don't know what it is But I really, I'm really int- intrigued So what I'm gonna do is Since Chris is not here Since you and I have no idea What the fuck these games are Valhalla and Cyberpunk thing is the same game. 
Yeah, that's what it's called. Valhalla, Cyberpunk Bartender Action, and Space Hulk Deathwing. We're going to make that our honorable mentions. That leaves us with this following list here. Final Fantasy XV, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Doom, Pokemon Sun and Moon, O-Dub. What the fuck is that? Overwatch. Overwatch. Okay. Um, Dragon Ball Fusions, Fire Emblem Fates, Uncharted 4, Mighty Number no. 9, Naruto Storm 4, Titanfall 2, Ratchet and Clank, Hitman, Last Guardian, and Firewatch. This is 15. 15 games for Game of the Year. We can always consult list uh, Chris's list because he has his ordered. So if we want to like defer to like what he considers when we finally try to place these things, that's what we'll do. Okay. Um, so is there anything from the list immediately that you can take off? That you could see taking off the list. Because I want to try to at least pare this down to 10 before yeah, we start. Yeah, take off Storm. Okay. Um, I mean, 14. Is there any reason why why Naruto made your list this year? Nothing too crazy. It was just a really good game. You want to give it a little quick shout yeah, out? Give that shit a little honorable mention. If you're into Ninja Friends, Naruto Storm 4. Honorable and mention. fighting games. It's a good game. And good story. Probably better than Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> um... Let's see what else can we take off this list. We can take Firewatch off the list and put it on the honorable mentions. Um, what I'll say about Firewatch is that it's a really it's a really atmospheric game with a really good story and good music. It it doesn't exactly stick the landing for me, um, but I thought it was fine. And it, it it's it's this game where you're basically living in the woods. You're you're living in Yosemite Park for the summer, and you're trying to escape um, your life, basically, because something happened in your life, and you're just trying to get away from it for a while, and you take up a job as, like, a park ranger, and but shit gets real in in the forest, <laughs> and you, you think somebody might be following you, or listening to you, or whatever, and you find some, like, spooky, like, shit, but it, it doesn't really pan out the way that you kind of want it because when you were playing it it kind of feels like it's heading towards I want to say Stranger Things ter- territory where you get like oh this is a weird government like thing going on in the middle of the woods like what the fuck and it's really interesting and cool and makes you very like dreadful when you're playing because it's meant to make you feel that way and it's it's cool but I don't know if it may- if it hangs with the other the others on this list alright uh, I'm gonna Send Mighty Number no. Nine over. Okay. Um, Mighty Number no. Nine's a great game. Uh, a lot of people gave it shit because of how long it took for it to come out, but honestly, it's it's a fucking like KG and Fune game. Like it's amazing. It's exactly like Mega Man, except there are more bosses, more powers, different powers. There's a really fucking good story to it, and the gameplay is awesome. Okay, I'm gonna. Remove. Let's see. It's getting a little more difficult here. Here's my thing. Do we need both Xenoverse two infusions on this list? Uh, we can actually condense them into one thing. That's kind of breaking the rules, though, because <laughs> they're two different games, and they're two. If if you played fusions extensively, I would say that you would understand that they're very very different games. Um, Xenoverse two is is a lot closer. It's it's Xenoverse one. Right with more stuff and like a different story, Fusions is like a like an RPG that has like weird marble kind of mechanics to it. Okay, you're gonna take. I say we move Xenoverse one. I mean Xenoverse two because it's 
you say, and it's close to Xenoverse 1, which is true. And Dragon Ball Fusions is a new game entirely. Yeah, that's... Because I was a little hesitant because only Chris and I have that on the list, and all three of us have Xenoverse 2 on the list. But in, in my personal opinion, I think having played both extensively, I think Fusions take it. Only because Fusions is radically different, yeah. and we've already experienced... We've already played something similar to Xenoverse. Yeah, and I feel like... Xenoverse is super successful, right? I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Xenoverse 3. In fact, I'm hoping we get a Xenoverse 3, because I like, I like this series. But Fusions is completely different. Um, it's an RPG, so I've, I've been playing it for 50 hours, and I haven't found even, I would say, half. Not even probably a third of the fucking characters that you can get in this game. And um, it's one of those games where... Y- you don't even unlock adult Goku and Vegeta until after you beat the game. Yeah. But the game itself is so good that you don't even notice that you're missing them. Whereas in another game, like Xenoverse or whatever, you'd be like, where the fuck is Goku? Like, why the fuck don't I have Goku yet? Right? But they give you Kid Goku, and they make adult Goku and Vegeta part of the story. It just you. It feels like you have to earn them. You have to earn the right to add them to your team. And once you do, it feels really good. And just the fusions are really creative, and they're designed really well. And yeah, the the RPG stuff, the like action marbles fighting thing, like it never gets old to me. And it feels like what makes Pokemon really interesting, and what makes Dragon Ball Z really interesting, and they kind of fuse them. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it really belongs on this list this year. But Xenoverse Two definitely deserves a mention, especially if you're a fan of the stuff. You know, if you're a fan of Dragon Ball, like we are. Definitely. All right, so... For the last one, um, Ratchet & Clank is technically like a glorified remake. Yeah, but I feel like they did so much. It looks so beautiful. Wait, let me let me see what we have so far. Final Fantasy XV, Doom, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Overwatch, Dragon Ball Fusions, Fire Emblem Fates, Uncharted 4, Titanfall 2, Ratchet & Clank, Hitman, Last Guardian, Soul 11. Um, yeah, you could take Ratchet & Clank off. I like Ratchet and Clank a lot. I I never played the Ratchet and Clank games before. It's beautiful. It's fun. Definitely worth a, worth a shot. But now I think we're down to ten, right? We are now down to ten. All right, so we should probably start ordering this list, huh? Yes, but before we do, Facebook after picture for like two weeks from now. Anyway, um, so let's get this in order, and we shall start making our way downtown. Yeah, let's make our way towards ordering this list. Uh, okay, so I'm going to go through Chris's list. This is what he has in common with the two of us still, after we've like gutted his list a little bit. Yeah. Um, he's got Uncharted 4, then Doom, then Fire Emblem Fates, then Pokemon, then Final Fantasy 15, then Dragon Ball Fusions as number two, and then Overwatch as number one. Um, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with, with some of this list. All right. Um, um, well, I agree with one thing with Chris. Right, but like I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there yet. Yeah, let's, of course let's, not. Let's leave that. Let's leave the top, the very top of the list last. So you want to do the bottom? Yeah, let's go from bottom top. Um, I feel like the Last Guardian should be number ten. Last Guardian is number ten. Yeah, I think the Last Guardian belongs number ten. Um, I liked it. I, I played it to completion. I liked it a lot. I like Trico. I like Ueda's games. I love Shadow of the Colossus the fucking most, right? 
This is not as good as Shadow of the Colossus. This is better than Ico. Not as good as Shadow of the Colossus. Um, okay, so it's in that fair middle ground. Yeah, it's it's. I'm definitely glad it exists. I'm glad it came out. I got. I'm glad I got to play it. It has a um, a very satisfying ending. I think probably the most satisfying ending out of all three games. Um, I I love Trico a lot as a character. In fact, he probably should have been on the one of the best new character lists. I'm gonna add him back in um. <laughs> Our last list. Yeah, my last Early list. in this episode. Yeah, if we ever do, like, breakouts or whatever, or, like, we write out the list. Also, we forgot about fucking Jared Leto on the hot mess list. But you know what? He's such a hot mess that we couldn't even remember him fucking five minutes. So there, <laughs> so there you go. Uh, that's indicative of where he belongs. We couldn't even make the list because he's so fucking forgettable. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Last Guardian... Definitely good game. It's definitely a good game. I liked it. I didn't have as many problems as a lot of people did. Sometimes Trico is really hard to fucking get to listen to you, but he's he's an animal. Animals tend to not fucking listen to you, especially cats. Cats don't give a fuck what you say. Dogs are a little bit better. A little bit better at that. Um, but yeah, I played it. I enjoyed it. I will probably never play it again. Whereas I can see myself in five years re- revisiting Shadow of the Colossus because I love that game so much. Last Guardian. Eh. Alright, fair enough. So yeah, I, I believe I believe it hangs, but it definitely hangs at the towards the end of the list. Okay. So that's that's definitely our number ten. Um Yeah, so this is also something that only I played, but I'm gonna say Titanfall two takes number nine. And I say that because it's better than Last Guardian. <laughs> Um, it has it has one of the better shooter cam- campaigns that I played in a while. I've heard a lot about um, that. It's really cool. BT is like your robot partner, and he he's really like he's an AI, so he doesn't get a lot of like human nuance. So you kind of have to like teach him that. And like by the end of the game, you and him are like total bros, and there's like this lots of cool like shit goes down, and you kind of have a sort of emotional attachment to your big robot buddy and there's kind of a moment where you think you might lose him and it gets like really like oh no but then you get this really cool fucking gun called like the smart gun or whatever the fuck it's called it's like a handgun but it gives you auto headshots and shit on everybody so there's like this whole section of the game where you're just like fucking running up walls and doing like a matrix like hitting five dudes in in a row in a head in the head like boom and then you like fucking slide (laughs) under the door as it's trying to close and you're like do 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 and it's just doing it automatically you feel like the biggest fucking badass it's great um also there's there's this moment earlier in the game where you get time travel powers for a little while the fuck um you enter this facility that's like all destroyed or whatever but then you you get this like item that warps you to the past where, where it's like this nice building with like soldiers in it or whatever and they're like oh shit like who's this guy and then you warp back to the present and whatnot <laughs> and then you and then you let's say there's let's say there's a guy standing in front of you you warp to the present and then you can move around because you can kind of see, like, an imprint of where they were, and you, like, warp back, and suddenly you're right behind him, and he turns around, and he's like, oh, shit, like, and, and like, as you're moving through the facility, you hear, like, on the on the speakers, they're like, oh, there's, like, some intruder, and he's, like, super advanced, like, stealth technology, we can't track him. It's like, it's because I'm in the future, motherfucker. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's, like, this great fucking moment, and you're, like, you on the fly, like, instantaneously, you just press a button, swapping future, past, future, past, and, and it just 
automatically all of a sudden like destroyed building fixed building destroyed building fixed building and there's like these moments where you have to run up the side of the wall right and then, and then there's a wall that's destroyed in the present so you have to go to the past where it's fixed and you and then back to the fucking present and you jump off to the other fucking wall and you're like fucking time fucking parkour shit going on it's crazy it's a great level love it best level <laughs> if we did the best level of the year that would fucking take it because that shit was crazy but yeah it was great but it's another thing where i kind of don't feel the need to go back to it and i feel like the other games on the list are a little stronger All right. than titanfall um i like bt a lot but it, it you could kind of tell that some of it was like cliche you know like I, we've seen that kind of thing where it's like the robot doesn't understand human stuff and you're kind of like teaching or whatever um kind of like some iron giant type shit yeah like that kind of shit more or less there's no, like, Superman at the end kind of thing. And the boss fights are cool, too. They kind of remind me of, like, Metal Gear bosses a little bit and, like, how, like, what crazy over the top they are. But it's pretty awesome. It's great. It's definitely worth it. Um, multiplayer is also pretty cool. Um, it's, it's definitely a great time. It's just something that I didn't see having, like, legs. Like, for example, Overwatch. You know, like, I, I, I play it, and then I, I kind of felt like I was done. Like, I was satisfied, and I didn't feel like I needed to go back to it. Um, everything else on this list, I feel like I, in one way or another, want to go back to. Yeah. At some point. Well, how how are you feeling so far about this list? Anything you want to? It's fucking hard. Yeah. Anything you want to switch around? You want to make something number eight? You want to? Uh, I'm thinking Fire Emblem or Uncharted. Mm, I feel like Chris has Fire Emblem higher, and I I it definitely ranks higher on my list too. So I feel like Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah. Did you did you play through Uncharted? Yeah. What, how how are you feeling about Uncharted? Did you beat it? Uh not yet. Okay. So you didn't get to the ending. You didn't no. see what happens after. No. Have you heard about the ending? Nope. Yeah, I don't know. Um I like Uncharted a lot. I think it's definitely the, the best Uncharted game for me. Uncharted four is definitely my favorite Uncharted, but it's still it's Uncharted. So it doesn't do anything... It's something we've seen before. We've... Granted, it does the thing that we've seen before better than we've ever seen it before. That, that's also true. It's like the definitely the best-looking Uncharted. It's definitely the best-playing Uncharted. I like the open areas where you're like driving around yeah. and, and stuff. and I think it's a lot of fun to play. I like the story a lot. I love the, like, the pirate shit that they get up to. And going back and forth like Drake to... like. Nathan Drake's past and when he's like a kid and shit and then going to the present and the shit with the pirates and the pirate treasure and whatnot and I like that a lot and I think the it has a super fitting ending like the ending is like one it affected me really well <laughs> like it had a really good emotional impact on me and more so than Titanfall um, and I feel like they're better not be in charter five because they they ended that game so well they closed it they closed the book on that game like i can't see it doing that unless they do some shit where they like go with the next person in like nathan's like family line or something like like his kids or some shit you know like if they become the next one like uncharted the next generation or some shit like there's nathan drake's story is like done like i don't see any reason they should revisit it um, but I thought it was a great game. But honestly, I actually had to remind myself what happened in that game because it was like one of those—it's like one of those dumb, great action movies that you see, but then you kind of don't remember too much about after the fact. We're like, oh yeah, I saw that movie, but then you're like, what happened in that movie? Yeah. 
So, but I, I, when I, when I did remind myself, I did remember like how much I was into it, and I, I don't, I don't think it's time to get to it yet. But the reason why Uncharted didn't stick with me as much as it probably should have is because something else came out around that time, and that's Doom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think above Uncharted, we can put it's right there already. Hitman number seven. Hitman number seven. Hitman number seven. Um, not number forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, have you played the new Hitman game? I haven't yet, dude. That game is fucking crazy. It's so good and it's so fucking funny. Un- like almost unintentionally so, but I feel like they they knew what they were doing. There's like this whole one of the okay. It's like six levels. But they're, like, really big, complex maps, and the standard story missions tasks you with, like, killing two of them. Like, two targets in that map, but they kind of just drop you in and let you do whatever you want. And every character on that map has its own, like, path and thing that that they do and interact with. And so it's, like, this complex, like, clockwork thing going on that you're just like getting into and fucking up it's a little bit like majora's mask if you were like an assassin (laughs) because it's like you know how you play majora's mask and like you know that someone's gonna be here at a certain time so you could rewind time and then go back to that place to meet them there at that moment so you can get whatever you need like your mask or whatever it's like that hitman where you play through the map once and you're like oh this guy's gonna be here at this time so if i replay this game and go there first i'll I'll be able to do some, like, crazy shit. And so it's, like, this thing where I played... All right, so I'm going to give you a good example. There was this one mission where you have to kill this guy, this scientist, who lives in this mansion and and whatever. And so I went through this whole, like, whatever, right? And, And I got to him, and I got him eventually, right? But then I went back, and then when I got him, he was, like, playing golf on the golf course, right? Then I replayed the level to, to like, fuck around see what I could do. And then I found this apartment that was next to where I was. First of all, this map is, like, a town in Italy. And it's just this fucking big town that you could just go to all these stores and shit. And, like, all this stuff is happening. But there's also, like, this building, like, over here where the assassination has happened. But you can, like, go around the fucking town and do whatever. And sometimes that involves you getting, like, opportunities. Like, different opportunities to, like, kill the guy in different ways. But anyway, I found this apartment. And inside the apartment, it was, like, a a safe house that had, like, weapons and shit in it. And I found an exploding golf ball. (laughs) And I was like, hold on a second. This motherfucker likes to play golf. If I can get this golf ball to him, and eventually he did, and when he went to go tee off... He fucking exploded because I knew he was gonna use the golf ball. So I made it. So I did. I did shit in such a way that the golf ball got to him, and so he used it and he blew up. And another time I played the game, I was just running around, digging around, doing whatever, and I ended up in a barber shop, right? And I was sitting in the barber shop, like because he's fucking bald. Why would he be in a barber shop, right? But you could just sit there and like blend in. And I heard the barber having like a conversation with with this woman that he was cutting the hair of, and. They told me that I overheard them talking about a private investigator who was trying to get in contact with one of the targets, right? And that, like, oh, yeah, the, the private, the PI, he's, like, my brother. He's, like, a loser. He, like, sleeps on the bench or something. So I got up, and I found the bench where he was, and I knocked him out, and I took his clothes, and I took his, like, info, and I knew where to meet the woman that I had to kill. <laughs> and I posed as the PI trying to contact her. So we met up, and I killed her. And there was, like, another even... 
a different thing where you can pose as one of the target's therapists and go through an entire therapy session with the dude and, like, listen to his problems and then murder him. Like, it's, like, all this, like, crazy shit that goes on that, like, there's, like, 45, 47 different ways to just kill anybody in that in that thing. And, and then just as you play through it, you figure it out. So it's the only time that I've ever felt like I want to replay a specific level over and over again to see the different outcomes. And it's just, it's so much fun. It's just so much fun to go back and do it. And, yeah, Hitman. Hitman. All right, so. Safe to say we can throw Doom on six. Oh, no, I think Doom should be higher, higher than 6. Oh, yeah, I definitely think Doom should be higher than 6. Okay. Um, right now, we have Last Guardian at 10, Titanfall 2 at 9, Uncharted 4 at 8, Hitman at number 7. Um, oh, no, I think that's too high. I think you put that way too high. <laughs> Interesting. Let's. Okay. All right, you know what? You want to start flushing out from top to bottom? Mm, no, not yet. we got to save the top for last. Okay. We definitely have to save top for last. So... <laughs> I don't think Final Fantasy XV belongs as high as you might want it to be. Um, Chris's Final Fantasy XV is number three. For you, you have it as two? Yeah. Well, no. I have it as three as well, actually. You have it as three as well? Yeah. I kind of want to put Final Fantasy XV at six. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) All All right. I think Final Fantasy XV is a great game. I put a lot of hours into Final Fantasy XV. I'm not done with Final Fantasy XV, but there's, like, shit missing in that game. Some very important story shit that you need outside sources to, like, fully grasp. And I feel like that detracts from the complete experience. Like, I I watch Kingslave, I watch Brotherhood, and whatever, and when I started playing Final Fantasy XV, I felt like, yes... Like, I got these characters, I know what's going on. But then I felt like kind of an asshole turning around to somebody who wanted to play the game and was like, oh no, watch King's Glaive, because King's Glaive happens during chapter one, and then chapter two happens, and then that happens after King's Glaive. And it's just like, what? You shouldn't need that, you know? You shouldn't need that to get the I story. I understand what you're talking about, because I haven't watched uh, either of those things yet. And, uh... I actually have a friend who keeps insisting that I need to watch both of these things before I continue in the game. And I feel like, like, fuck off. Here's here's the thing. This is my argument for Final Fantasy XV. It is the best playing Final Fantasy XV that I've ever... Final Fantasy game that I've ever played. I think it's the most fun Final Fantasy game that i played. You know, in just terms of, like, the battle system and whatnot, I love it. I love, I love the... I love Noctis... Gladio, Ignis, Prompto. I think they're fucking great characters, right? I love their their chemistry. I love I, my favorite parts of Final Fantasy 15 is when they're like not doing much, when they're like chilling in the car, when they're like cooking dinner together, when they're hanging out, being like bros or whatever the fuck. Like that. That's my favorite parts of the game, and I think the game is fucking gorgeous, and I love how big it is, and I love your car, and I and I love like. The, the weird side characters that are in the game, right? But it has the most disjointed main story, I think, in any of the Final Fantasy games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every Final Fantasy game has a self-contained story. You, you jump in, you know the whole story, and you're done. Right? Like, Final Fantasy X, you could probably fucking tell me the entire plot of Final Fantasy X, right? Just from playing the game. Final Fantasy VII, of course, everybody knows the fucking plot of Final Fantasy VII. I even beat Final Fantasy VII, I can tell you what the fuck happens, right? Final Fantasy VIII, same thing. Like, it's kind of weird, but Final Fantasy VIII is also Final Fantasy IX, you know? You'd fucking 
12. <laughs> like, 12 is like weird Star Wars. But like, every Final Fantasy... I don't know about 13. I've never played 13. Right, so I, I that, that's a wash. But like, every Final Fantasy, most Final Fantasies anyway... Have a fully complete story. You don't need anything outside. Final Fantasy XV, you need all this, like, ancillary shit that you shouldn't need. It should just be in the game. Final Fantasy was the thing that got me into RPGs and got me into, like, storytelling and video games and shit. And, like, for me, Final Fantasy XV, it kind of sucks because the story is always the bread and butter for those games for me. You know, that's why I get into the fucking Final Fantasy. But the fact that it took away from the story to add two other outside materials. Yeah, it it made it like it kind of it sucks to do that. You know, like I, I it's want... like just the bread, and no butter. Yeah, and and I mean it when I when I was playing Final Fantasy fifteen in my mind I was saying this this does for Final Fantasy what Metal Gear Solid Five does for Metal Gear. Right, because it it stripped away a lot of the story stuff and gave you a lot of gameplay, and I think that's good, right? But Final Fantasy being Final Fantasy, I kind of want I I kind of want and expect more of its story for me personally. You know, it's like in and and the the moment to more moment story of 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 Noctis and his buddies, I think is great. Right, but it's just like the overarching story. Like we're running around, like fighting these like big like summon fucking things or whatever, and like I have no idea why the fuck we're doing it. We're doing it just because it looks fucking cool. Like I don't know what the fuck we're doing. I don't know who this guy is that we're following around in our cars all the time. Like I, he's the chancellor of the empire, and I only know that from Kingsglaive because they say it in Kingsglaive. And it's like I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I don't know who fucking Ravis is. I think he's Ludafrey's brother. But they don't fucking explain it. And there's also that whole thing where the game gets completely linear after Chapter 8. And people are saying that it's really bad. I only just got the Chapter 8 and I'm already noticing how linear it is. So I don't know. I would say the first 8 chapters of Final Fantasy are fucking great. But it's missing like really big story beats that I think it needs. Alright. But that's, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Chris has it higher. You, you have it higher. Everybody no, has. I think... I mean, I think you're right. I agree. You shouldn't need outside sources to, like, fully complete a story for a game. I agree. I don't want to dictate this whole list, though, so... No, no. Uh, I mean, I can see where you're coming from, and you're right. You got points. I can't really, like... There's there's no arguing out of that. You, you have solid, <laughs> okay. solid argument here. Um, Alright, looking at what we have left... We're in our top five. We're in our top five. We have Overwatch, Doom, Pokemon Sun and Moon, Dragon Ball Fusions, Fire Emblem Fates. I'm going to say... Let's see where Chris has this game. He's got it way high. Um, You didn't play it. I'm going to put it at number five. Because I think the other games on the list... I mean, here's the thing. Pokemon Sun and Moon, Dragon Ball Fusions, Fire Emblem Fates, all 3DS games... Right, so congrats, 3DS. You had a really strong what might be like last actual year before yeah. the Switch comes, right? Really strong. Took three of the five spots in our top five. So they had Nintendo had an incredible year with the 3DS. Um, I personally, and Chris personally, also thinks Fusions might be a little better than Pokemon. But I don't think it should be above Pokemon. And I, I say that I don't think it should be above Pokemon because Pokemon Sun and Moon has a level of polish 
and makes an insane amount of improvements to the formula that like with Dragon Ball Fusions, it's a great game, and I know it's a great game because I put, like, 50 fucking hours into it. Um, but it's janky as fuck. There's, like, a lot of jank to this game. Um, the the translation is kind of wonky, and sometimes entire lines of dialogue get cut off the screen because they didn't account for the screen space for the dialogue Aww. boxes. So there's whole, like... It doesn't happen that often. It's pretty rare, but when it does happen, it's like a person will say half a sentence, and then you won't get anything else, and that'll be that, just that. And there's like a, there's a lot of repetition involved with it, and there's enough there that I think with Pokemon Sun and Moon, it definitely belongs higher. Mainly because it's the most fun I've had with Pokemon since Gold and Silver, in my opinion. And I think like storyline wise, it's probably got the best story in yeah. Pokemon. I, Hands down. I really like I really really like the story in Pokemon Silver, but I think most of that's in my head with what I came up with my own self. As a kid playing it. Um, the story in Pokemon Silver and Gold amounts to you, like, going to some old dude's, like, house and him telling you about, like, fucking Ho-Ho burning down the tower or some shit. And, like, you <laughs> finding a book about Lugia. Like, that's it. I think that's pretty much it, right? And at the end, you, like, fight fucking Red on the mountaintop. That's the story of Pokemon that's Silver. Just of it? Yeah. Um, Pokemon Sun and Moon has cutscenes. It's got, like, actual characters with actual motivations and, like, shit. And it's... And yes, X and Y had that, too. But I feel like Sun and Moon does it way better. It knocks it out the fucking park. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. Like, I can't... I probably played... Put more hours in and had, like, more, like, overall joy with Fusions. But holding them side to side, I cannot say that Fusions is the better game than Pokemon. Just in just in just like this sheen of like polish that's that the Pokemon game has, you know? And all the new Pokemon that I encounter I like. I feel like I like every Pokemon that I encounter and the Alolan forms of them too. Yeah. So I, I gotta give it up to Pokemon. I think it belongs pretty high in this list. And I played I played I played about twenty hours of Pokemon so far. I'm so, like a hundred hours. Yeah. So you would definitely know for sure. And I, I'm like on the third island at this point. Um, this is where the list gets really hard. This is where it gets really hard. Although maybe not. Actually, I think it kind of it might fall into place from here. It might fall into place from here. Um, I think Fire Emblem Fates. Let me let me say my piece about Fire Emblem Fates. <sighs> Fire Emblem Fates. I put a combined 100 plus hours in. Fire, Fire Emblem Fates is technically three separate games. It is. Conquest, Birthright, and Revelation. Um, now, the problem with that is you have to basically buy three separate games to get the complete story. Because um, you get one ha- you get one family with Birthright, the other family with, with um, Conquest, and then both of them together with Revelation. Um, I f- personally feel like it was worth it. I, I think Fire Emblem is a really fun game. It... It was my first Fire Emblem game, and I had a lot of fun creating my character, pairing up all my my people together, and like having them have kids, and having those kids fight in in my wars because child soldiers and shit. <laughs> but um, I love the story a lot. I thought it was great. I love all the character interactions. There's so many different character interactions. Um, I put easily over 100 hours in all those three games, and those games got me through my senior semester of college. Like I would not have gotten. Well, I would have gotten through it, but I wouldn't have had a, <laughs> as good a time because every, cause just having the game with me 
through the entire semester made things a little bit easier because I always knew that if if I got too stressed out, I could just pull out my 3ds and play a few battles in Fire Emblem. So it it got me and it kept kept me focused. So I, I like I have a break, gonna play this on the train or whatever, and then focus on schoolwork and shit. So I special shout out to Fire Emblem Face for getting me through my last semester of college. I think it's a great game. It's but I have to detract a little bit from it being three separate campaigns that you have to pay individually for. Um, but it fucking absolutely belongs at the top of the list. Um, it is it is incredible. The story is awesome. I think Conquest has probably the best story out of all three of them. But they're all fucking great. I love it all. Play Fire Emblem Fates, please. It's so good. It actually made me go back and buy Awakening, which I haven't played yet, but I will soon. I just put too many goddamn hours in Fire Emblem. I need to do something <laughs> else. I need to do something else for a little while. All right, all right. Leaves us with our top three for game of the year: Overwatch, Doom, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Did you beat Doom? I have beaten Doom. You beat Doom. Yeah. You you fought the Spider Mastermind. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm gonna say. <coughs> So I'm gonna defer to you because I didn't finish Pokemon. You you've played a lot of all three, and you finished him. Where do you, where do you see this? I'm just gonna call Pokemon at three. You're gonna call Pokemon at three? Yeah. You. Wow. Okay. Because as to someone like me who can put a fucking hundred hours in Pokemon with no problem whatsoever, um, to other people I can see where once the story is done, they're done. Yeah. I go into the more competitive aspect. I like to search for Pokemon. I like to shiny hunt. I like to do all that weird, crazy shit. I know someone like you definitely would not be into that. Oh, yeah. Maybe not, catch some of the cool ones yeah, I'm not, and be done with I'm it. I'm not into Pokemon post-game. I'm all about the... Um, the getting, actual... Getting to the end, becoming the champion, and then I kind of feel like I'm done. Yeah. I always I always feel like I'm done. I always And you're not the only one. Most people do. But, um... As where Doom and Overwatch, like, you could just, like, have a bad day and just, alright, let me go into Doom and start killing some shit. Oh, or man, same thing Doom. with Overwatch. like Ripping people apart in Doom. Ripping up those oh demons. Oh god. The brutalities. <sighs> and the s- the speed in which you move in Doom. It's like ballet. Just like, da-na-na-na, da-na-na, <laughs> Just like, with the fucking shotgun, like, like, mmm, Doom. But yeah, I agree with you on Pokemon. Um, a lot of people, I guess, are like me, and they're like they get through the story and then they're good. Um, I never even like consider catching them all. Um, probably in the first two games, yeah. But after that, I was kind of like, I only want to catch the Pokemon that I really like. Like I, I will actively skip. Like I'll encounter a new Pokemon in the wild, and my urge won't be to capture them. Like oh. Fuck is this weird spider thing? Fuck that guy. Um, I like to capture the ones that I think are cool. And once I'm once I've become league champion or whatever the fuck it is, gonna... I kind of feel like I'm done. I I go on and then I get the legendary. I see the credits. And I'm like I'm good. And I've never replayed any Pokemon game except for Silver. And yeah. I I think uh, Red. I, I replayed Red once. Silver like fucking five times. I replayed Silver so many times, but that's the only time I've ever done that. So that being said, I mean, three, I'm fine with that. Okay. That being said, Doom number two. You think Doom at number two? Explain to me. Explain to me why Doom number two. I literally have 
Or or like almost because we haven't mentioned Overwatch at all, which which is a pretty strong um, indicator of how we feel about Overwatch. But so so let's talk about Overwatch for a little bit before we make this final. Overwatch, you got fucking twenty eight characters. <laughs> they still added more. Doomfist is coming. Doomfist. The fuck? What kind of name is that? But anyway, you got free DLC with the game. You got all these fucking events. I I feel like I need to collect all these goddamn skins for everyone, even skins, characters I don't even play good. as. The skins look real good. I'll give you that. You got the crazy fucking emotes. You got the sprays. Like the competitive scene is amazing for this game. All I, the characters have a shitload of personality. Even that piece of shit Winston. But like all every the- character plays completely different. There's no two characters that play exactly the same. Yeah, and so you get every time you jump into that game, you have a different experience. Like if like let's say today I wanted to play as, Mer- as Mercy, and tomorrow I want to play as Anna. Two separate fucking gameplay. I started playing this goddamn game as Hanzo, and now I play as Zenyatta. Like my my variation is very different. This game is like fucking. It's like kind of, oh. it's kind of having like twenty different games to play. Pretty much. <laughs> Have, wait, let me ask you this question. You ever played Team Fortress 2? I have. Okay. Fucking love that game. <laughs> so you think that even though um, Overwatch doesn't have a campaign or anything like that, you still think it, it hangs? I think it still hangs. Yeah, you think so? Okay. Uh, you know what? I, I, I can't argue with you. <laughs> I honestly can't argue with you. And, and Chris has Overwatch as his number one. My list is Overwatch. I mean, number one. don't get me wrong. Doom is a fucking great game. Yeah, I know. Like, don't Doom was not my number one. I just wanted to hear the argument for basically for the listener as to why Overwatch. Overwatch is. I kind of knew, you know, even before December that Overwatch might probably take our top spot. I think we've mentioned it several times. Yeah, we kind of play with the idea of it, and I think aside from Fire Emblem Fates. Overwatch is the game that I have the most hours in. This Besides year. Pokemon, I I have the most. Actually, I have more hours in Overwatch than Pokemon. Yeah, like I definitely, and especially it, that also means a lot more because Fire Emblem, for example, I can play anywhere. Overwatch, I can only play sitting in front of my TV. So the fact that I put more hours into Overwatch sitting in front of my TV than like running around everywhere with Fire Emblem, and again, like I put more hours into Overwatch, I don't feel anywhere even close to being done with that game yeah i feel like 2017 i'm gonna be playing overwatch probably as much as i played it this year you know i I can even like like if i put overwatch on the shelf and i forget about it for months which i have i just jump right back into it and i'm having as much fun as i did before like it's just one of those games that you can endlessly come back to yeah and you also mentioned once that you uh that you use it when you're in between games and you kind of like need that break yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely the palate cleanser. Like when I'm done playing like a long game like Final Fantasy or like a big open world game like Watch Dogs, I'll jump into Overwatch for a couple of rounds. And it's like those it's like that thing where you could play for like 10 20 minutes and get a good a good game in or you can play all night and still feel like hyped up yeah, about playing it. I agree. Um with Doom, I think Doom has the best campaign. Fucking probably it's probably my favorite shooter campaign of all time. I think it's I think it's better than Half Life Two. I think it's better than the fucking first, second, third Halo. I think it's better than Halo Reach, which was my previous favorite campaign of all time. 
I fucking love Halo Reach, but not as much as Doom. I fucking love Doom so much. That fucking shotgun click at the beginning of the game that it yeah. does in time to the music, where it's like dun 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 dun. <laughs> fucking yes. Um, the the crazy over the top shit where he's like punching like upgrade robots and like Samuel Hayden's like don't touch that or like be careful with that. You just fucking breaking your hand. You're fucked. And that you're guy. like just straight up punching fucking demons in the face. Yeah, but here's the thing. Doom's got a great campaign, but it's got two-thirds of a game that I never go to. I never touch and I never want to touch. That's the multiplayer and that's the yep. snap map shit. And so, it, like, having these big pieces of the game that I... And don't get me wrong, I think Doom is... If it was just the campaign alone, I would still recommend it. I would still say it's definitely absolutely worth 60 bucks. Like, it is worth today 60 bucks, even though it came out like in fucking May or whatever the fuck, right? Still worth the same amount of money. Um, the campaign is, I guarantee you, is just that good. Yeah. You know, it's it's absolutely my favorite I campaign. agree. I mean, I've easily sat down and put four hours into this fucking game. Yeah, and I, I will absolutely return to Doom. I see myself returning to yeah. Doom to play that campaign in the future. And I eventually, I want I would like to get the Platinum in Doom because I feel like it's all about like getting the secrets and like playing Ultraviolence, which is super fucking hard but like doing like just the first level in it and then like some bullshit like throwaway like multiplayer stuff that you could do in like a minute yeah. but Overwatch the entire package is great you know the the loot boxes the microtransactions for them yes not great but absolutely optional like I feel great like not paying for them you know yeah. um I feel like they do they the game gives you enough that you can get loot boxes without having to feel like you need. And to now they've them. added even more ways to get loot boxes exactly. with doing weeklies, which you can get three free loot boxes a week on top of leveling up. Um, and every season, if you play arcade mode, each arcade mode playing them at least once gives you a free loot box. Yep. So, yeah, overall, like, I have to say, like, anytime I bought a loot box was my own fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I, wa- I wanted to, not because I felt I needed to, you know? Um, and, yeah, like, I don't, I'm not pissed that I bought loot boxes because it honestly ended up with me having good shit anyway. You yeah. Know? And, like, oh, yes, yeah, sometimes you're going to open a loot box and it's going to be garbage, but it is what it is, you know? That's, that's random it's, number it's generator. Not, yeah, the thing is, is that it's all, like, cosmetics... And like sprays and stuff that has nothing to do with the actual game, you know. So it's like it's it's whatever. It's fine, you know. Cosmet. I'm okay with cosmetic shit being like that. And um, but yeah, I I have zero honest to god flaws with Overwatch. It plays great. They are doing things with this game that I think are amazing. And honestly, Team Fortress Two was a great game, but it was arguably only really great on PC. They like Valve really shunned the console community, and they, I've never played it on console. I've only played it on PC. I put a lot of hours into the Xbox 360 version of Team Fortress 2 on the orange box, and it's only like up vanilla. They like never. They almost like never updated it, and like they completely abandoned the PS3 version of it. So like having Blizzard constantly update the consoles in step with the PC version. Like, the PC will get, like, the test stuff first, but then it always comes to the console, like, imme- like A week later. Yeah, like, almost immediately later. And so, like, I have to, like... In, in terms of how it's supported, in terms of its free DLC, its free characters, its free maps, it's, like, different and interesting, like, 
bonus modes that they keep throwing out at us. It's events, like you mentioned. It's, it's balances. Yeah, it is supported and improved and kept alive by Blizzard. And it's something that I, I think has absolute staying power and is probably the best shooter besides Doom that I've ever played. Yeah. There you have it. Game of the fucking year, everybody. I'm going to read the list right now. Honorable mentions, Space Hulk Deathwing, Valhalla, Cyberpunk Bartender Action, Naruto Storm 4, Firewatch, Mighty Number no. 9, Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, Ratchet & Clank. Then we have our top 10. Number 10, Last Guardian. Number 9, Titanfall 2. Number 8, Uncharted 4. Number 7, Hitman. Number 6, Final Fantasy 15. Number 5, Dragon Ball Fusion. Number 4, Fire Emblem Fates. Number 3, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Number 2, Doom. And number 1, Overwatch. That was your game of the year and our the end of our award show. Um that went a lot better than last year. A lot. Um let me see. What the hell were the other ones? Hot Mess was a lot of shit. Mostly 2016. Um, best old game, Earthbound. Uh, Pokemon Blue. And Saturday Night RPG. Games We Slept On, The Witness. Uh, Titanfall 2. A bunch of other shit. All the shit. Super Hot for Chris. Um, best New Character, Chirrut Imui. Uh, who did I pick for that? And then that, um, started with a G. Oh, Guzma from Pokemon? Yeah. The main villain person. Yeah. And, of course, Game of the Year, Overwatch. Overwatch. Immediate um, uh, immediate runner-up, Doom and Pokemon Sun and Moon. And that's it. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, next week, regular show. Yeah. Nice. Back to to the grind. And that was our Game of the Year show. That was our Super Nerd Awards. Uh, That was the end of part two of it. And we're done. If you want to debate with our our list, you can always tweet at us at Super Nerd Pals or comment on our Facebook, facebook.com slash group slash Super Nerd Pals. You did it. Hell yeah. I'm Stan. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom. I'm Andy. You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. You can find our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Be sure to give us a good rating and tell your friends. That helps people find us more. And you can find Chris on Twitter at KYO. KYO. Ninja for Hire. That's KYO. Um, and thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. It's another year. Let's hope this one's better. See you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>